Healing crystals, skincare routines, knitting a sweater, fitting in jeans. With Katie and Sarah, no need to worry, you're on a lady journey. Oh, I'm starting the timer. I, I have tired. started the timer. <laughs> yeah, I w- yesterday I was 10xing, which is a, hel- a self-help book that um, mm, if yeah. you follow our Patreon, you know I've been um, reading, and it's a it's a uh, a shortcut to burnout. Yes, I'm just one xing today. T- today I am 0.5xing. <laughs> I have had a dilly day. That's what I'm calling it. I've just w- been working hard to accomplish nothing. I like yes. to have a slow coffee while gazing out the window and thinking about all of the things I desperately need to do. Then I check on my boyfriend. I say, what's going on here? <laughs> Hi, cutie. Or like, you're like, I should start work. And then it takes for um, Joe to be like, you want to go for a walk? I'm like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I know. I'll sit down at the computer. I'm like, I should plan a vacation. <laughs> Time to Zillow. Uh, Something desperately needs my attention, and it is my dream home. I had a day last week, I think, on a Sunday. None of the trains were working. Mm -hmm. Had a spot in Brooklyn. Mm. Did a podcast that I don't know gets a lot of listeners. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to go shopping. And then I went to Target. And, of course, Targets in the cities are just... Yeah, oh, it is a war zone. It's a war zone. And, and there's nothing there. Nothing. Appe- there's a, stuff there, but then nothing at the same time. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of nothing. So I got home at like nine o'clock at night, maybe even later. Mm-hmm. And oh, and that took me almost two hours to get home from Brooklyn oh. because the end was down. I was like, I did so much today and yet accomplished nothing yes that new york will suck you in in that way you're like i'm exhausted but i have done one errand that new york always thinks it's like if you can make it here you can make it anywhere i'm like yeah i don't i've got i've lived here for a while now and you're just like I don't know. I've been to other cities where people work a lot harder and it's not as much bullshit. Yeah. It's like if you can mentally survive (laughs) the chaos, uh, then you'll probably be able to um, have self-discipline to uh, start your own business. That's really all it is. Yes. But it's also, you know, it feels easy being anywhere else other than New York. But then you do go to other places and you're like, well, in Indianapolis, like there's no public transit. You're like on the bus with like somebody who's um, just wild Uh, running around the bus like a wild person. You're just walking with sex workers. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, well, okay. (laughs) I have joined you. That's my um, book of living in Houston. Walking with sex workers. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> now, um, I'm very thrilled that our Patreon is growing and growing. We are um, we are at 65 members in the Patreon now. That's Can you really believe impressive. It? Thank you, everyone, for joining. And we are hoping to get some more people. When we get 100, we will be having a special edition episode, a double date with Mike Vecchione and Joe List. <laughs> We have promised them pizza in order to bribe them into this agreement. I love how they both were like, yes, I'd love to do it. And then it's like, well, we'll see if this turns into a fight because yes. you have committed yourself. <laughs> now, something I have to say this, I thought there was a guy who was commenting on all of my Twitter stuff for a long time. And then he joined the Patreon and I thought when he was commenting on the Twitter, because I could just see his small caption and I thought that this was Mike's friend from college 
his friend and I thought like wow like you know I think Mike told me about him right around the time he started commenting all my stuff and so I would like be like haha good one you know and then he joined um the lady journey and he also comments on the YouTube and um I was like wow Mike's friend is like really awesome to like invest in the podcast in this way <laughs> and I even told I told you when we had the birthday party for Mike I'm like there's a lady journeyer here thinking that Mike's friend was very quietly supporting my podcast and I would say things to him like thanks for being on the journey <laughs> it's like you know you're when you're boyfriend's friends are so supportive yeah. of you like their guy yeah. friends like when is a guy friend ever given a shit about what their girlfriends right. are doing yes well I thought that maybe he and his wife were kind of supporting it together and maybe like he bought the subscription <laughs> but like she was listening to it and we went to a dinner party um some months ago and she had never heard of the podcast and I found I was like wow maybe he's like really privately into the podcast maybe he's embarrassed <laughs> Or a guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah. And, and like he was really always into like, always commenting about like recipes and stuff. And I, I was like, wow, you know, and I'm thinking that this is the person. And I just found out Mike, I, I told Mike, I'm like, you know, so-and-so is like, he's one of the, our juniors. And Mike was like, yeah, that's great. Like he's so supportive. And then Mike and he went out the other day and he said something about like, you know, it's really great that you're supporting Katie's podcast. And he was like, what? <laughs> Which is like what any guy friend would say. Like, why would I be on Lady Journey? <laughs> why in God's name would I be listening to your girlfriend's soup podcast? And I have been like, I thought that this has been going on for a full year that I've catfished myself thinking my boyfriend's friend from college, who's like, who's like a high powered lawyer and like just very like masculine into yes. sports and has never given any indication that he has an interest in the podcast. Never asked you what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been like, hey, how's the podcast? But meanwhile, I'm like, oh, I should keep the secret because his wife is around yeah. and he probably doesn't want her to know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he is like into my breakfast recipes <laughs> was so. mike like katie <laughs> to tell you something yeah mike was like oh I'm, i don't, I don't want to say his name he was like so-and-so like doesn't he's not following the podcast and i was like and it was like the moment in um fight club when edward norton like, everything realizes. comes together yeah i was like oh my god like i've been communicating with a stranger <laughs> on the internet for over a year thinking that it's someone that i know and it's not even been a catfish situation i've just catfished my yeah. own self well i think there was you told me about this guy and I think every time I've seen a comment on YouTube it's every week. Yeah. He's like, Good pod, ladies. Yeah. That like I've been thinking that's him yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um whoever you are out there, thank you for your support. <laughs> and thank you to all of our Patreon members. We have some amazing new stones. How gorgeous are these? I'm obsessed I with can't our believe. new stones. I know. It's like amazing that Jacob Downey, Jacob Downey, Jacob Downey is our new friend. I did send him my home address, so he mailed in some stones, and um, he's got an incredible uh, YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/Jacob E Downey, where he talks about stones. He's um, kind of creating some pieces, and it's very interesting. And we've subscribed to it, so please check it out if you're um, into more uh, gem mania, uh, as we call it now. And um, let's see, where is, oh, I got the wrong piece out. Here we go. The first stone is going to be going out to Meredith. 
oh my gosh oh this is one of my all-time favorite stones that i'm so lucky to actually have this piece now this is fluorite meredith and this is for grounding and harmonizing spiritual energy oh my gosh i'm feeling so grounded so grounded just touching it do you think does Hemaline rock salt count as a crystal? Ooh, good question. I don't know, but I Jacob, do. Jacob, get on that. Let us know in the comments, Jacob. I do actually have some in my kitchen right now that I use. I that love, I worship. I love the pink salt, even <laughs> though I, yeah, I put it in my tea. I did learn from um, Esther King and her hot girl, her hot girl trivia that pink salt is out. Oh, yeah. Okay, embarrassing. I know it's mortifying, but I, <laughs> I have been putting it they in didn't everything let us I eat. Know. No one, we did us not get those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using pink rock salt like an idiot. Um, now this next gym is going out to Elise. Elise, thank you so much for joining our Patreon. We so appreciate your support. How how amazing is this? It's an emerald. This is a raw emerald. You can see like the little glint on it. Yeah. And this is. I want to put these in a rock tumbler so bad. Oh my gosh, we that's our next investment. When we get to a hundred, while we're Patreons. going, it's just constantly <laughs> in the background. I love they have them on TikTok now. Yeah. They're like, and this is for um, JB. You I, know, I whoever. get excited when they open them. I love those. I also love the TikTok um, tarot card yeah. readings. I want to do that, but like in a goofy way and be like, Bob, sorry, you're stupid. <laughs> I um, watched a lady yesterday at Starbucks working on her tarot cards, oh like my jotting down gosh. notes. Oh my gosh. To to be fortune telling in a chain restaurant. Exactly. I just, something to be so... studious about it too. Oh God, I was like, so I thought that was bullshit. I like to bring in my runes yeah. into the McDonald's and just cast <laughs> them on the table. <laughs> there is a the Starbucks down the street by the movie theater. You, I it used to be like a lady working on her beadwork in there, and there'd be other like side <laughs> projects. I love it. a loom. Just I, bringing in my loom, like, <laughs> just <laughs> weaving. <laughs> I always wanted to be Tim Gunn from Project Runway in Starbucks, being like, "What are we working on today?" And I'm like, "All right, uh, well, make it work. Yeah, make, make it, it better. <laughs> make it better, or no egg bites for you." <laughs> Um, anyway, to get back on track here, at least yeah. this emerald is for you. I was so thrilled um, about the emerald because I've never, I do not, have not had a stone with this, with this magical property before, but it's for um, giving and receiving unconditional love. Well, that's really hard to do. It certainly is. <laughs> I think that's why a lot of people Everyone's get like, the, you're weird. Yeah. <laughs> I love what you. Now I hate you. <laughs> I want to, I think I want to get an emerald engagement ring. But I, I like think, that. Yeah, I think I want to get something that's either like something like this that's like raw or like lab created, though, because I don't want to contribute to like all the terrible diamond mine stuff. And also I have to wait. Yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting for the right time, which is um, when I don't have anxiety about everything in the future. OK, and moving on. This is for Ellie. Ellie, thank you so much. We've got look at this. Oh, good old fashioned. Rose quartz. <sighs> we got a rose quartz. How gorgeous is this shard? I rose think it'd quartz. be really good on um, QVC. Oh, yeah. We've got a beautiful rose quartz here. <laughs> and it is for, now, um, the emerald is for giving and receiving unconditional love. Rose quartz is for love in a different way. It can be romantic love, like meeting somebody. You know, if this is the stone to wear if you want to meet somebody, but it's really all about, like, the self-love. Because you always meet you fall in love with somebody when you're in love with yourself. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but I swear I think it's true. I do too. Because you're not putting out a vibe of like, eh, no one likes me. 
Yeah. Whenever I have or felt desperation. like that. Yeah, like desperation. and like, you're not really looking. But I always say, you know when they're always like, you know, you'll find it when you're not really looking. But then you're like, yeah, but I don't think anyone really stops. You know what I mean? Like this. No. I'm not interested. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've become a nun now, so I'm good. Try to find me. I'm over here, though. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited about our topic today because as you know, I have been doing some more work in the climate space, yes. which it remains to be seen if it is saving the world or not. But well, I we was, can only try. We can only try. And then commodify it for our podcast. Yes, absolutely. Join our Patreon. Please <laughs> like and subscribe. Subscribe. Join our YouTube as you know, I was working last year. I was doing the Comedy Climate Cohort, which was a really fun um, grant pr- program that I participated in, where we um, created bits and material about the climate crisis. And now, one of our friends, Ashley Brooke Roberts, is going to be in it this yes. year. I'm Leah excited Bonema. to see. I think it's going to be great. I, I maybe will even go to the um, presentation in June. And um, so recently, I worked with students at the University of Boulder. Um, I was just there. Oh yes, yes, that's right. It's it's such a lovely suburb, affluent, affluent, so yes, affluent. I love Boulder, and um, I love the students that I work with. These were kids that had been working. Um, they were like environmental studies students, so they. Ha- it was really interesting because it was like none of them really had any experience with like the arts, you know. So this was kind of like their first foray into using humor in a way that can like help engage people in their scientific topics. So I, got, I basically got to hang out with this group of kids, and we just like chatted. We we're just like chatting, chatting, chatting. Like, what do you think is interesting about like the climate crisis? Like, what do you think is like something that's really funny? I got all of their their info and you know we kind of came up with some jokes together and one thing that they were talking about so much which I had never really covered in all of the uh, seminars that I did last year was fast fashion it's one of the biggest contributors just because the textiles of the fake um materials like it's not like a lot of oil byproducts and then uh it's just, yeah, causes so it's much pollution. huge. I actually, I did not know the scope of it. I'm like yeah. kind of baffled that like, I mean, I just feel like we live in this like tiny, you know, tunnel vision, you know, like going to my spot, doing this now, lady journey, you yeah, know, cause you don't really think of, and it's also the, we can't keep up with it. So it's just getting, um, it's just huge landmine, like landfills landfill. of, on other countries. We don't ever throw it away in our country. No, no. Yeah. We're just dumping it in other countries. So, so I read that, well, I, I've watched a few documentaries, um, one of which I, I think was a really interesting watch, although not if you're feeling down. Yeah. <laughs> watch uh... it with coffee when you're feeling like, <laughs> oh, I can help. Um, don't watch it during that time of the month when um, everything seems like a threat, which is, um, I, you know, premenstrual, premenstrual or, you know, maybe half of the month, depending yes. on where you are. But um, so I read it. It was called The True Cost. And actually, I did not realize that um, it's the second, the fast fashion industry or the fashion industry in general is the second biggest polluter in the world to the oil industry yeah we like did so much stuff about how like oh my god oil is so bad and like stop stop using natural Solar gas power. in your stove and it's like meanwhile i'm like i got a new top <laughs> no i'm going out and then i'm gonna throw this away yeah like the all the stuff uh, ugh. Ugh, the shine stuff i can't i can't stand them yeah they're in one of the girls, um, Kath Barbadero, who participated in the project, she's a comedian, and she had some really funny material that she wrote specifically about fast fashion. And she was talking about Shine and how she was like, you th- you think you're going to get it and then, like, get, like, 
give it to Goodwill or something. It's like they don't want your they don't want your freaking Lulu lemon or your um Lularoo like yeah. leggings with Roosh. like the hot hot dog <laughs> on your hooch. Okay. Yes. Like they and don't they're not gonna take it. It already falls apart before it gets there. Yeah. So it's like ton tons of pollution in the landfill, right? So like tons of waste at the end of its life. But even before then like like you were saying, they it takes a ton of oil and industrial chemicals to actually make these clothes. So like one thing it talks about in um, the True Cost is like they're going to these like villages that people live where there's like these tanneries or like these uh, you know like vegan leather like vegan leather is like oh my god like no animals are harmed it's like well a village's groundwater was contaminated <laughs> yeah, and your, every your child Martin's there vegan is leather. like yeah it's yeah. like severely handicapped from it I know I remember that because it I. You always are like, look, <laughs> vegan leather. And then s- somebody told me everything. They're like, it's actually worse than w- than killing an animal. It, it truly <laughs> is. It truly is. It's like there's nothing vegan about it. Yeah. It's, I like it's like if you were vegan, but then you're like, well, I of course I eat people. Yeah. <laughs> but just poor. I just eat poor just people. Poor, poor, yeah. Like exactly. That, that new book, Tender is the Flesh. Everyone's like so raving about it. It's like the TikTok horror book of like the year. Oh, I got to read this. I, or I put it in my bag and carry it for a year. Oh my. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like get it out. Like <laughs> get it out before I do a little loom work in the Starbucks <laughs> to let people know. Well, I tried to read it and it was so freaking horrifying. I, I don't think I like horror as much as I thought I did, but it's basically about this world, this futuristic world where they, because of like a disease, all the animals had to be killed so they eat people okay they like pretend that it's okay which is like honestly not a far leap because it's like look what's happening to people now in like third world countries where we're like but i need my vegan leather yeah sorry sorry that your whole family died (laughs) you know so it's like it's honestly it's not that much of a leap but it's just like horrific description after description of like then they were like cutting off her arm you know it's like i can't i can't read this yeah, it gets uh, brutal. I try to read like, it on vacation. I'm like, oh, this will be fun. Yeah. How about just tell me what you're do- what's the point of this? Yeah. And then I'll be like, that sucks. Yeah, give me the summary. Yeah. But um so so like I, I was I was thinking like I was actually thinking that because I'm a minimalist when it comes to clothes, um, I was like, well, you know, I really have like my capsule wardrobe. I don't buy that much. I buy like two pieces a season. But now that I'm starting to look into this more, I'm like, oh, my God, like I am totally I've totally been buying into. We all have. We all have. Well, that's why we were talking. I think we were talking about yesterday. You know, there's always been like that. Not an argument, but people like to think that it's it's easy to say now to be like, I think during slave times, I would have been one of the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, well, you're wearing leggings that cost a dollar eighty one. Yeah, you think yeah. That you're 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 supporting slave labor right now. Yes, you're. But but like meanwhile, you're like um, embracing this like culturally celebrated identity as an abolitionist. <laughs> that you're like, you know. Of course, I'm, we're speaking of white women here because yes. that is the only um, group that we speak for. Yeah. But but you know, I I do hear it a lot where it's like, well, you know, like I I like went I went for the march. You know, it's like. Uh, but meanwhile, you're just shopping you're just shopping doing all of the stuff and so it's like it's it's a lot of hypocrisy that's like embedded in our own like fabric of society where it's like it's fun to say this but meanwhile like paying ten dollars more for like a pair of socks we're like i can't yeah well it's also like you 
you get a lot of like uh the i i think in western world of that self-righteousness of it meaning like you guys should stop polluting but you're really telling third world economies to shut down their industry and go into even further poverty yeah yeah yeah. you guys should stop polluting but i'm fine yeah because i eat at air one yeah and we've outsourced it all to other countries so we're partaking in it yeah Yeah. we're we're absolutely at the top of the food chain and um the i was reading a couple things online there's this hilarious website called fashion tracker and it's hilarious only in one way because they've got they just list tons of facts you know and you can actually go to a brand and you can see like how ethical they actually are and it's so funny because none of them are it's just like it's like a little grade across of like sad face sad face sad face sad face (laughs) and it's just every brand I know there's an app that you can get like when you go to the store, particularly grocery stores, it will let you know if the Koch brothers own it because they own everything. Yeah. But I was like, what a funny thing. I just picture like having an app like that and you do every product that you're buying here in the States. You'll just be naked and starving. Yes. It's like um, no fruit. (laughs) I guess I'm done with fruit. Because it's exploiting. Yeah. Day laborers. It's yeah. It's it's almost like the makeup in a way where it's like I just don't even you know we did that whole makeup episode after I had I, I don't even know what the point of participating in conspiracy theories is when it's mm-hmm. like we're already the victim of like so many outlandish conspiracies yeah. where it's like oh um in order to for me to not be naked in the streets uh, a family has to lose everything <laughs> it's like what's happening now I read from the fashion tracker that it's less than seven percent of people working in sweatshop labor make a living wage yeah and there's that like I remember they had a documentary about this a few years ago on Netflix and I it might it might have been the true cost it might I can't remember what it was but I remember watching that and like you know they they did like a thing where they kind of like played both sides and there's that like very palatable Fox News like narrative right that's like well you know it wouldn't be a living wage to us but to them but to them and like you know it's um, better than nothing it's better than nothing which is whatever their job is and it's like well I mean you know we don't want to speak for somebody else and it probably is better than what the alternative is but it could be better because I remember being at Forever 21 once years ago and seeing leggings you're like ooh dollar 81 and then you're like you know even if we bump this up to five to ten dollars yeah it's still so much cheaper than what I would want to spend yeah that you're like couldn't we just do this and I don't even think it would break our bank and then help so much more yeah there was one thing that I was I saw that was like literally they in order for uh, it to be a living wage in some of these countries it would be like adding three pennies to the cost of a t-shirt yeah and it's like actually it, it would be fine to pass that on to the consumer but like actually those leggings that are like a dollar 90 which were like wow so cheap like the corporations are paying 10 cents for those yeah, and, they and then they're, the profit. they're keeping the profit so it's like they're getting rich we're losing money on cheap shit and then people are just being like pillaged Exploited, their whole yeah. villages are being like destroyed so it's like it's a lose-lose and that's why I don't do anything I don't do anything (laughs) I don't I just stay in my home trash I stay in my home (laughs) and um now I think this is a fun thing that you can do I I like to um I did this after I was watching the documentary I said you know I wanted to open my closet and see where I have um contributed to atrocities around the world (laughs) 
That's and, a very fun game show. Oh my gosh, it's fun. Where was this made? And yeah. in the documentary, they had this, um, the thing that's really t- true, like also ironic about this is that like the fashion industry is mainly perpetuated by women. You know, it's like we're the ones that are buying all this stuff. The the um, companies, the corporations, they're going to third world countries and they're offering them the lowest possible price that they could get. And then the countries are then taking further advantage of the workers you know so it's like it's it's multiple it's complex and multiple people are at fault you can't be like well it's just the countries it's just the corporations but like the workers the people who are ultimately being taken advantage of are largely women yeah so it's like you can't like be like women's day you know we're all i love like in america we're all like all these influencers are like i want to give a thumbs up to women on this day and my new outfit i know it's kind of like anytime corporations get into the game of activism yeah that you're like it's such bullshit because they contribute to so much like exploitation yeah yeah like like um nordstrom rack like the email that's like and we love asian pacific (laughs) islanders heritage month which is why we make most of our clothes in cambodia (laughs) i saw they had in the true cost again can't recommend it enough one of the many documentaries i watched during a harrowing weekend when i was saving the world um they have this they have uh, they cover a protest that was staged in Cambodia and literally the workers are protesting because they want to get paid $160 a month. Yeah. And the government is like firing into the crowd. Fuck I mean, you. Yeah, it's just like people are being killed and it's like, I mean, I would, I would be fine to pay a little bit extra, but it's like the corporations are the ones that want to keep it all to themselves. Yeah. It's the um, distribution of wealth from the upper but it there I it's so it's so frustrating because it is it's the CEOs when you're like do yeah. you really need two hundred fifty million dollars a year Yeah yeah I know like I under what about one hundred million We're all working hard okay <laughs> Some of us are working hard making an excellent podcast <laughs> and I think we're I'm being working, exploited We are ourselves We're exploiting ourselves <laughs> Join our Patreon Um now what else What else did I have about this So. Anyway, I guess like the whole point of fast fashion is this like it's a it's an utter nightmare and it's and we live in this like consumerist society where it's like we're just told to buy stuff all the time. And as I was telling you, I read the psychology of money, which I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. And watching this documentary, I felt like was a really good next step for me after reading that book, you know, because of course, in the summer, I always want to buy new pieces. I always want to like check out like, oh, my gosh, get like a new little like pair of shoes or whatever. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm totally done. I my journey is that I'm going I'm becoming like I was already kind of a minimalist, but now I'm like really committing to going fully like fashion vegan where it's like I'm not buying anything. I'm not buying anything that's from sweatshops anymore. Yeah, I try to do um, vintage shop or thrifting, but there was so much discourse a few years ago on TikTok about like people being like, well, now you're just cosplaying poverty and you're taking away our inventory. And I was like, that's insane because there's so much. Wow. I love a good take. Uh, they TikTok call that take terminally online. Oh my gosh, I love it. It's I a, love it. You w- the win. worst takes, yeah, whatsoever. <laughs> but you're like, no, there's, there's too much. Like I always thought this. I remember during when I tempt 
one of my jobs, I worked at this PR company and they would do stuff where we would get all the new shipment from Target mm-hmm. for the next season. Oh, wow. And it was boxes and boxes oh, of shit. Yeah. Like votive holders, party games. Um, decorative stuff um, and you just know that it's coming yummy you know when then like that boat got stuck in the canal I was oh like my God, it's just canal yeah it's just Dollar Tree crap yeah is happening but after like being with so much product and like gift wrapping and new ways to like present presents to people you're like do we need this yeah it's it's, it's so much becomes crap and I was like we can just stop but you know yeah. that it's just like then the whole the industry will just crumble. <laughs> Our whole economy is like just based on us buying tons of crap that we don't need. And it's like now no one can afford to buy a house. Yeah. So it's like now I guess we're like, I'll just have 18 pairs of shoes that I never wear. Yeah. I need an 18 piece votive holder for my, yeah. my you know, centerpiece on my coffee table. But only for spring. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this thing on TikTok, which I thought was really interesting. It was a woman who she was talking about, like, she lived in a bunch of different countries all over the world, and she's, like, an avid walker. So she's, like, always walking around, and she loves, like, going to these beautiful, you know, in Europe, they have these, like, beautiful gardens and, like, places. And she was, like, she was in New York, and then she's, like, going for her walk. And she said it was so, like, just, like, jackhammer, man screaming, uh, horns, you know, just, like, a cacophony. And she ended up, like, kind of blacking out, as you do, blacking out. (laughs) And waking up with like chicken fingers in her hands. And she was like, I wasn't even hungry. Why did I do that? I think it was subconsciously. I just did it to get away from. Yeah. To like comfort myself from this. I love that she uses terminology like blacked out. I think that was my edition. (laughs) I was like, well, she's a little dramatic. That's happened to me. It has happened to me a few times where you're like, I'm so hungry. I have a dozen donuts. How did this happen? I I pillaged Krispy Kreme. Well, it's like when we did our gig in, uh, st louis we would yes, go we would go our, to cvs as our nightly retrieve and i that's not the only time that cvs has been the only safe space available to me <laughs> no but i've had this before i remember with joe he i feel like he makes a lot of waste like plastic and i would mm-hmm. be like i remember i was wanted to make a joke about like if we got rid of men i think we could um, help the environment but then i was like Oh, but I forget how much the makeup industry plays a huge part in this with packaging and then also fast fashion. Yeah. That you're like, oops, maybe it's us. (laughs) Maybe it's us. And like all of Maybelline decor shit. Yeah. Maybe it's Maybelline. (laughs) And all of, yeah, like all of our, like, I need a Christmas stocking. Yeah. The cons, I'm like, that's my thing. I was like, do we need any more Christmas decorations for a while? I know. I really do try to go thrifting, but sometimes that process can be quite infuriating. I've also been at thrift stores and I'm like, you're reselling me an H&M top that I saw two seasons ago and twice like more as much. Expensive, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah, I know. The inflation has hit the Salvation Army, which... <laughs> Our safe space. Our safe space. Yeah. Now, the worst brands, so the all-time worst brands, this shouldn't come as a huge surprise, but it's like Shine, Forever 21, Misguided, or like anything that's like the boo-hoo. You can tell. You can tell. The like, Nasty Gal. Nasty Gal. Like ASOS H&M, is probably in there. ASOS, like Zara. Anything that you're like, wow, this is so cheap. I should probably buy it. But stop. Stop yourself. 
because those are the companies that like even even if you're just buying like a little piece and you're like i'm not buying that much i just need like a new t-shirt or whatever you're still feeding into fast fashion is actually on the decline because now we're all kind of like waking up to the fact that it's like a horrific nightmare and we're running out of water on the earth it's all just being polluted by like toxic chemicals yeah especially in the third world country that's the thing when people like uh, i have friends that have fear like are we gonna be okay i'm like you'll be fine but like it's going to cause a refugee crisis yeah yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. oh no what if new york <laughs> city floods um no h&m i find is so hysterical because they this is one thing i actually wrote some material on for my um university of boulder project because the students were telling me that like h&m they have this big uh green push where they put extra tags yeah, on eco-friendly all yeah, yeah eco-friendly they had like Maisie williams which is so funny because it's like we're like macy williams is a hero and it's like she's a teenage girl yeah she's a they teenage just girl slapped her face on her yep. agents like it'll be really easy you don't have to commit to remember anything remember when she defeated the dark lord <laughs> now she's helping us greenwash our clothes because <laughs> no. what it is that h&m is claiming and i saw this in a different documentary what h&m and a lot of these companies are claiming that they're green because they use viscose and viscose is made from wood, okay? So it's, like, made from wood pulp. But the chemicals that they have to treat the wood pulp with to get it down into the fiber are so toxic that, like, these are the ones that are just, like, like ruining entire villages. Yeah. So it's, like, it's not green in any sense of the word. It's just a different type of poison. Yeah. It's And also all these terminal, even when you find out in the food industry, organic is a very loose term. Yes. It's exactly like the makeup where they're like, well, this doesn't have any talc. And, and uh, according to our um, experiment, which was <laughs> our, our method of testing, which was devised by the um, asbestos industry, yeah. you know, to sneak it on to you. <laughs> Sorry, you have mesothelioma. Nothing you can do. Yeah. So I, I think like the idea of greenwashing, that was something we talked about too, like a lot, like this greenwashing. Cause now you go like, you can like Google and be like sustainable brands. And it's like literally every brand is claiming to be sustainable now. Yeah. Cause they can, I think with the terminology being so loose and the other thing too, that I found out like we were going to get into this from, um, to the slow fashion brands. Some of the, you, there are some brands that you're like, as you said, one was anthropology. Yeah, yeah. But it can't because anthropology means the study of human. Yeah, it's expensive. It's like just because it's expensive, that doesn't mean that it wasn't made in a sweatshop. Yeah, because I was told that um, fashion designer sunglasses or eyewear, you think it's high end. It's made in the same factories that make the cheapo depot ones that you get in the gas station. Yeah. So I always just get knockoffs. It's just bullshit. Yeah. Also, I've heard this with furniture. Like you think West Elm is high end. It's being made in the same places that Wayfair is being made. It's yeah. the same quality. Yeah. It's it's like it's like the um you know when they have like the Gap and like the Gap Outlet. Yeah. You know it's like they just make the Gap Outlet cheaper. Yeah. So like poor people are like, I got this at the Gap. Yeah. Sorry, I hope that was an offensive accent, but that's <laughs> kind of how people sound in in certain areas but they also are, they can be lovely yes um but <laughs> just, i don't want to oh well anyone. i got 
about this at the gap. <laughs> gap and Old Navy, by the way, are also some of the worst brands, which I, I was know, like. I partake I like, in it, no. though. I get my t-shirts there. Old Navy. Well, I'm on to, I'm like really now fully committing because I think too, like when you commit to buying these pieces from the slow fashion brands, and we do have some to recommend here, that you're, you're paying for quality. So it's like, why not just pay, just pay five times more for a shirt that you're going to have five times longer. Yeah. And if it gets stained, like just, you know, wash it. Well, I like, um. I like white t-shirts, but they always, I always get the yellow in my armpit. Me too. What <laughs> is that? What is that? And it won't come out. But yeah. I feel like I just buy Hanes and it's cotton. 100% cotton like is this, at least better at than... At least biodegradable. Yeah. I mean, like... Buying, and it's cheaper. Buying natural fibers is... If you if you like do need to buy fast fashion or something like as long as you stick to natural fibers, there's like degrees of like, you know, I was watching in one of the documentaries, one of the guys they interviewed is like, you shouldn't be buying anything. You have more than enough clothes. You know that you do. You're buying to satisfy an impulse. I was like, he is right. <laughs> but hard to disagree. I'm going uh, to a wedding. I need <laughs> I need wedding stuff. Well, I told you about this yesterday. I'm really. So, so let me first before go go through a couple of the slow fashion brands. Reformation is actually a really good slow fashion I'm brand. actually surprised about that because I've followed accounts that go damage con or quality control and they're always surprised how expensive reformation is for there's usually no lining the stitching's actually pretty yeah. poor that it's like surprising that they are slow fashion yeah I mean I, I do like their stuff I do like it too I think you really have to do your research and become fashion conscious like because a lot of like I was saying like I you could google like sustainable brands and it's like literally every brand will pop up for you including Gap and Old Navy and H&M like they're all yeah. like we're doing it too we're sustaining our business <laughs> we're sustaining lies and you know so it's like so you could be sustaining literally anything yes and it could be the pollution of the planet but um one that I found they profiled this brand in the documentary the true cost it's called people tree and I looked at their never website. heard of them yeah they are um, it's a Japanese brand and so it's very like minimalist um like or, or these beautiful like um, natural fabrics, um, great cuts. It's it's very similar to Everlane, which is another good slow fashion brand. Madewell is a slow fashion brand, but People Tree is like very committed to like community enrichment. So I'm like, I'm definitely gonna get some stuff from there too. I've also uh, Patagonia, Patagonia. I love Patagonia. I love them too. I feel like some companies should really embrace. I know Madewell does this thing of like your jean, you can donate your old Madewell jeans back to them. Yeah. And I, I think other companies should partake in that. Like if it's good quality, let's just have like a nut, like reshoot of some older stuff. Yeah. And just make it like actually Vintage, available. Well. Yeah. yeah. Actually available like in your town where you can just like drop them off at the store or something. Um, so, I mean, again, you have to, I, I didn't put a ton of slow fashion brands to recommend because I think it's something that you have to kind of like look into, do your due diligence and also have your own style in mind. Like Quince is, um, a brand that I've been looking into, which is like, affordable. oh, they've been advertising a lot lately. Yeah. Like affordable silk and cashmere. They claim to be a slow fashion brand. So I think I might look into getting some stuff from them. 
Um, and, and in terms of like slow fashion shoe brands, there's nothing, there's no name brands, but like the shoes, I was like, oh my gosh, like what will I wear on my feet? Birkenstocks. I have my Birks. Yes. Rothy's is a shoe brand that I'm kind of getting into. I have not purchased anything from them, but I am considering. I've seen their stuff and it looks. They're like little ballet flats. Yeah. Yeah. Not my style, but. I, Adidas is kind of, only kind of bad. Yeah. So I'd say go they with They had Adidas. a blip. A few months ago with the Kanye West. Bit of a blip. Bit of a blip. There was one day where I was like, can you guys let me know before I head out that I'm wearing an anti-Semitic shoe? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are on the rebound. They're on I the rebound. I was like hiding my feet all day. And it took Adidas like two days to be like, oh, you know what? Never mind with Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you didn't have the Yeezys. I was like, oh my God, those look like the most comfortable shoe I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And also how eye-catching. Yes. <laughs> my Yeezys. Don't mind if I do. Um, but yeah, so shoe brands, it's really tough. Like I have always been up buying like Nike shoes. You know, I really like them. I think they're a really well-made brand of shoe, but now I'm like, ugh, I don't know. There's always the secondhand option if you can, you know, especially I think secondhand is such a good idea. You know, we've all talked about like Poshmark, ThreadUp, some of our favorite brands on here. Like secondhand is a good option if you just need to buy and you feel like, <laughs> you know, we've all had one of those days where you're like, you know, get broken up with your like I now I'm a new person yes I need to rebrand <laughs> and you want to reinvent and I don't think there's anything wrong with buying filling filling a void for a little bit with some purchases you know uh, yeah you be able to do that in a way that doesn't contribute to the death of the planet I really like I do shop at Buffalo Exchange even though they've really upset me because they never take my shit yes and I they, feel like some of the stuff they say yes to is questionable yeah um, but I found some good shoes there. I like Poshmark because really what Poshmark ends up being is you're really just trading with other ladies. Yes. Hey, girl. Yeah. You you buy your thing. You sell a thing that you're not interested in. I have a whole bunch of stuff that I keep meaning to do over there. Uh, you told me about Pickle. Pickle is a new one I'm really excited about. I heard this on um, TikTok. And I love, I love TikTok. Like anytime you influence something, you have to be like, I just can't gatekeep it any longer. Yes. I cannot gatekeep this new brand that I'm advertising. That they told me to reach out to you guys about. Because sometimes you're like, I think this one's an ad. Yeah. All of a sudden we're like, why is caviar being pushed to me? <laughs> yes. Well, pickle, pickle, I actually think is really fun. Because a lot of people do, of course, like they're really into Rent the Runway. Rent the Runway, I, I think is a really fun concept. But like the thought of only having an item for four days and then having to like deal with receiving it. Like what if, they, what if like they can't get into the building? and then yeah. I can't get it and I'm leaving for the wedding and then like also I have to mail it back like that is just a that's work I, I can't do it I'll never be able to do that I'm not that type of person yeah um but pickle is basically like you put in your address and it connects you with like just like a a, a safe space of women around you in the neighborhood yes you put in your radius and then it's like here's all these girls all these girls have this like you know these designer pieces that they're willing to rent for you and then you can just I I don't I haven't followed through with it but I assume you either go get it from them or they drop it off to you but you can get stuff same day and I was like oh my god next time I do a tv thing I'm definitely getting my outfit from there because that's the easiest yeah how easy uh, and it's probably cheaper to rent than rent the runway I'm assuming I think it's a bit cheaper I think it's still pretty expensive like some of the pieces I was seeing for like wedding dresses were like as much as like 70 80 90 dollars but I guess it really just depends like if you are going to first of all if you're going to buy a dress and return it 
that's worth your time alone. 80 bucks, like the cost of buying the dress, trying it on, then returning it. Like that's... Well, even if you bought the dress, most of the time you're only wearing it once, usually for these wedding outings that you're like, you might as well just rent it. You might as well. And then you're also what ends up happening is like you buy a dress for one wedding, then you're like, I'll save it. And then it goes terribly out of style (laughs) like I have a dress I bought for a wedding years ago and I just and it it actually like it looked great at the time it doesn't look good now I just keep trying to get it out for every wedding I'm like this is the time that it'll it'll be my special dress yeah Yeah. it's just never coming back yeah and I you know it was I did get it on clearance but you know I have to look check my tag to see where it was made where I um where I abused people with my privilege. Um, the one thing I want to partake in, and I've seen this in the comedy community, usually about once or twice a year, I think Marianne sets it up. Clothing swaps. Clothing swaps. Yes. And I've seen other people do this, and I like the idea of it, especially if you live in the suburbs. I think that's a really fun thing to do. Get How your fun. best friends. You bring the stuff that you're tired of, tired of and yes. then you have a night of snacks and beverages and then you guys get to try each other's shit on and see what you want to take home yes absolutely that's such an eco-friendly ladies nice and a social activity yes yeah oh my gosh i want to host one we should host an astoria one oh my god we should not to step on marianne's toes oh that's all right oh my gosh she'll never know she's not the inventor (laughs) (laughs) she'll never know well we'll invite her we'll 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 speak with her yeah get her permission but so anyway um i guess in closing please like and subscribe to our video and let us know um what countries you've found in your closet (laughs) that you have perpetrated who are you supporting what pedophiles are you supporting out there yes let us (laughs) know let us know in the comments so depressing but if you partake in fast fashion you can't help it it happens Uh, you know what whatever you're not a bad person it's just the way that life is but no we don't mean to be be conscious we don't mean to be judgmental and it's like like I said you know like I was think just thinking about all the times that I went to forever 21 like years ago you know thinking like wow now I can I don't feel poor yeah because I have a new dress you know, and it and I makes think, you like, feel better. Makes you feel better. It's like when you know I can't afford a house again, but yeah. um, at least <laughs> I have this dress that's four dollars. <laughs> but no, like we, it's like all in fun. You know, we we just want to spread the awareness, spread the consciousness, and not place judgment on anyone except when I'm at a party and I tell people that I'm a clothing vegan. Yeah, <gasps> a clothing vegan coming through. And how fun is that to be self righteous at a party? Oh my god, what's the point? I know, what's even the point to be like, is that a hundred percent? cotton not interested if you're not making people feel bad about their choices what are you doing you have to you almost have to have a pet cause to put in your bio (laughs) on your website to let people know not i'm not just a narcissistic comedian slash podcaster slash actor slash writer pre-wga yeah uh, I am also an angel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to do it for Lady Journey. Please like and subscribe uh, and enjoy Journey. your day. <laughs>